Everyday consumers are being bombarded with the next big thing in health, wellness, and fitness. What's the future of keeping ourselves healthy, and what's just a passing fad? Hi, I'm Joey Thurman, and if you don't know me, I'm a health and fitness expert and author. I've been fortunate enough to work with celebrities, athletes, C-suite executives, and everyone in between. I've been featured on the Today Show, Live with Kelly and Ryan, Good Morning America, TEDx, and lots of other publications. As part of my ever-increasing thirst for knowledge, which ironically happened after college, I decided to create the Fatter Future podcast. What sets this podcast apart is that I am the guinea pig for these episodes. I don't only want to bring in world-class experts on the show, I want to truly get a first-hand experience what it's like to, say, go on ketamine and trip for my depression, go on a three-day fast drinking nothing but coffee and water for age reversal, eat nothing but plants and get the blood work done to back it up, or even get my brain mapped to see how messed up my head is from getting knocked around playing hockey. Once I try these things, I bring on the experts to talk about my experience and explain it to the audience in a digestible manner and ask the true question. Is it a fad or is it the future? Because after all, we don't want to be fatties. All right, welcome back, guys. The Fatter Future Podcast. And today, my guest, Todd Puckett. You know, Todd is a licensed clinical professional counselor. I met Todd as we were filming a TV show. Sounds pretty fancy, right? Todd's been around the world enriching lives for over 20 years. It's really interesting. Todd has developed a new niche of luxury lifestyle enhancement service where he literally steps into clients' lives and their world. They're provided with a highly personalized and on-call clinician 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, and at any location in the world. When I met Todd, I'm like, hey, man, what's up? What do you do? He's like, ah, oh, you know, I'm a therapist and, you know, I, I go to every now and then I'll go to California or wherever and I'll live with somebody for three months. I'm like, what do you mean you live with them? He's like, oh, I, I, I live with them. I'm like, well, this is crazy. My therapist living with me, essentially. And you don't, you don't hear that. It's completely unheard of. So I'm like, wow, this, is this a fad or is this the future? See that segue fad or future right there. You know, Todd, really interesting. He received a powerful message from his father, a physician for over 45 years. Spend the amount of time with people that you would want your doctor to spend with you. Even if a house call is needed, Thus, the unique on-site Eclat 365 was born. Todd, welcome, my friend. And Eclat, Eclat, Eclat? Eclat. Eclat, Eclat, which stands for? Brilliant success. Brilliant success. That's how I've been described my, 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 my entire oh, life. I understand. <laughs> that makes sense. I, I, I tell you what. So, I've, I've been friends with Todd for a while. And as you guys know, pretty much every single guest that I have on here, I try whatever, you know, fad or future thing it is. I've been in and out of therapy my entire life. Yeah. You know, I'm messed up. It's okay. We're all messed up. We, we all have those deep feelings that we don't want to talk about. And back when I was a kid, my first therapist I went to, I was 12, 13 years old. Yeah. And I didn't want to tell anybody that because why, Todd? Because if you went to a therapist, you were messed up. You're fucking crazy. Absolutely. Right? Oh my God. You, you yes. saw a therapist. Wait, I saw a therapist and I saw a psychiatrist. So if you, you were don't, really messed yeah, up. Yeah. So if, yeah. If, if you don't know the difference to that, you're living a good life. You know, my producer is <laughs> going to start laughing at me right now because that, that, that's something we talked about earlier. Talk a little bit about yourself. So you're not just a come to my office, sit on my couch, tell me about your 
effing problems. That's right. What what is it that you specifically do? I used to do that, and then life got interesting. Okay, so, life life yeah. got interesting. Yeah. So so what's the process? If if I well I do work with you. Full disclosure, you know that we'll sit and you know we'll have a smoothie or something, and you know, try to be as healthy as possible. And, you know, the first half an hour might be talking about, you know, my problems or whatever. And then maybe a little bit we'll touch on yours and we do a little bit of a therapy and then, you know, we'll, we'll talk some other stuff. Right. But right. how does the process work for you? You know, just kind of get into it a little bit. You know, the, the wild and crazy thing is it's unique with every single person that I work with. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I'll sit down. I had one client uh, in the recent past that said, okay, we're going to have, we're going to enjoy some fish tacos and we're going to talk and do therapy for about five or 10 minutes. He said, that's all I want to do. And then we're going to enjoy dinner. So that's how we did it. Really? And then I got a tap on my door about two o'clock in the morning when I was staying at their house and we ended up having a session out by the pool. So, so at two yeah. o'clock in the morning, you're staying yes. at this guy's house. Yes. And they come in, knock on the door and they say- I can't sleep. Okay. I'm in a funky spot and can you get up? And so I said, can you give me five minutes? And then we're down by the pool just, and that's where the real quote session started. Really? So, so I don't really define it as therapy anymore. I'm a licensed therapist, yes, but I define it as wellness or life enhancement. And uh, that allows me to hear just about anything from these people and, you know, not have to really worry about reporting it. I mean, I guess if they, I guess if they tell me some things, I may have to tell their family. You know, hey, you need to, we need to kind of sit and talk. But most likely, I'll walk them through that process. We'll end up with their wife or husband or partner and say, you know, hey, this is kind of what's going on, and you're either going to see a whole lot more of me, or we need to get them into true, <laughs> you know, inpatient. Therapy right. or something. Those, those are the extreme cases. A lot of what I do is really just being sometimes these guys or girls being their confidant, somebody that they can tell anything and everything to. So essentially, you know, I think that when I touched on when I was a kid and I first started going to therapy and, you know, I had problems long before that, but that was the first time I'm like, okay, I need to, like my, my mom's like, you need to go to therapy. You need to sit down and talk to somebody that's outside of your family. And, and it was looked at as kind of this faux pas, you know, it, it usually, there's something inherently wrong with you if you need to talk about your problems and why are you not happy? You've got all this stuff going on for you. Like you should be happy. You know, we don't, we don't live our lives 24 hours a day, just being happy. You know, we have, we have ups and downs and, and all these emotions. And I think that before it was really hard to talk about, you know, that you have a problem and acknowledge that. And then now it's to the point where you hear people just nonchalantly like, oh yeah, my therapist and I were talking, I've got a therapy session. And, it, and it's kind of looked at now where it's just sort of, you know, like somebody who has a personal trainer, like, like almost like a little bit of bragging to it. Like, oh, I went and saw my trainer today, you of know, course. I went and saw my therapist. Where do you see therapy heading right now? I mean, because it, it's obviously now it's it's much more relevant than it's ever used to be. And it's a much more open conversation. And I think that's great. But at the same time, you know, we still need to see a professional and there's all sorts of different sure. stuff that's, that's coming out. Well, you know, it's naturally my, my realm of this is more the luxury realm. So, not everybody can afford to have somebody on site with them all the time. However, you can jump online now and start sending text to your therapist. You can text your therapist. You can text your therapist. You can do a video call with your therapist. You can do that from anywhere in the world. And really, so you could have 
the type of care that I have that I provide, right. except it's it's just by video. Your therapist is not there with you, traveling with you. So yeah, it's and it's sometimes even the the less expensive ones now are just a, a text relationship. So I mean, is that really going to help? I'm, I'm going to get up. I'm going to text you some damn sad emojis and crying face. And I mean, you can hide behind a screen. We've got all these trolls on social media and all that sort of crap. And you can sit there in a text and you can write it and you can rewrite it. And it, and it, is that really authentic? When, I, when I'm talking to you right now, I don't have time to sit here and edit my words. What comes out sometimes, does that lose the authenticity and actually in the process and therapy? I, I think it, it can lose some authenticity, but I mean, I do some of my work with, with texting. Uh -huh. I mean, you and I have texted before sure. over certain things. Yeah. I don't know if I would see you like, just, you're my text therapist. Yeah. Like, I've seen yeah. you in person. So, you, you, you know some intimate details of my life. And, you know, I think we have a little bit of a different relationship because we're friends as well. So, I know some things about you and, you know, most people don't, they only see the one side of their therapist, which I feel like your, your clinical setting is how it should be. Like, you shouldn't really know like your therapist's like kids' names or whatever. But sure. for you and I, like we meet outside, that's why what you do is so unique. And I really think that this is kind of revolutionary because if I just signed up with you and I never met you in person and I'm just texting you all day long and I'm like, hey, it's not a good day today. Like, what do you mean not, not a good day? Like, oh, I had a bad day at work or trouble with my wife or, you know, whatever. Like right. all, all sorts of stuff. I, I don't feel as far as myself that just texting is going to be enough. Well, I don't, I don't personally think texting is enough. I think if you do an off-site therapy I think the convenience of being able to step maybe in a conference room or even close the door to your office and do a video call in your office, mm -hmm. uh, there's the convenience of that. And I think that can be helpful. Okay. So, you have that that, that connection. So, you're still yes. able to see that person. And you don't lose the time of going to your therapist's office and right. coming back. That can be helpful. But I also think that people need a different form of therapy that if you're just going to your therapist once a week for an hour or for 50 minutes or 45 minutes or whatever you get, there's a whole lot of time. Yeah. So, yeah. You've got 24 hours in a day, seven days a week. And, you know, before, before I actually started seeing you, I, I was seeing a therapist once a week, maybe once every other week. And, yes. you know, I could have three, four horrible days and a couple of good days and I've got to save up all this stuff before I saw her. And then I, I, for all of a sudden, if I saw her on a Thursday, I forget what happened that previous Friday. And maybe that was the most pertinent information, you know, so there was a little bit lost in essentially, you know, my progression yes. and my own mental well-being, if you will. And for you, and you're with them 24 hours a day, essentially seven days a week for some of these individuals that can actually afford it. I'm sure that you've experienced some very strange things. And I, and I know that you actually have to, you know, protect your clients. But tell me a little bit about some of the things that you have been able to go through and help people with essentially. Sure, sure. Something that happened fairly recently, I've been working with this guy probably for about a year and a half, two years, off and on. I did some on-site work and they were dealing with some cocaine addiction. And so, I got a call about our text and I knew, or I actually know well enough that whatever he texts, that there's something going on. So, the texting is the is, is the key there. That's the open door. Okay. And then it's, it's more or less testing me to see if I'm available 
to them at that moment. Okay. But I haven't talked to them in several months. And so I knew something was going on. So I just called them and they they didn't answer the first time, they answered the second time. But I know how to read read this situation. And within twelve hours, I was actually within just a few hours, I was on a jet headed to them. Within twelve hours, I they were buried in my chest sobbing. Holy shit. And it was yeah, it was out of terror because of the paranoia sometimes that creeps in whenever you're using the drug. Right. That somebody's coming after you. And so that's a unique element of therapy slash wellness. Right. And then we walked through that process. Their place was in shambles and they'd been leading up to this probably for several days and then they crashed and so we we actually we called the maid in but we helped clean we helped clean the house we helped get the diet structured again we got them back to their massage therapist we got them back to their trainer all of these different things and i stayed for about 3 weeks Wow. So you get a text and you obviously know this, you know, patient well enough. Yes. Okay. The text came through, probably in a bad place. Right. Just did a bunch of blow. Yeah. And within a few hours, you're on a plane and this person is, you know, in your lap, on your chest, just sobbing inconsolably. Yeah. yeah. That's something that you don't hear, you know, most people dealing with and most therapists, you you don't have that option. I mean, and, and yeah. that that's the scary thing because there's probably so many people out there that oh, are dealing sure. with this. And this is a leader of a large, large company. And so nobody in their world knows about that. Right. Because I mean they they shouldn't. If if you're if you're running a I don't know, just throwing out numbers, a multi million, billion dollar company, yeah. you know, you probably don't want the person running that company to, to have emotional problems or be That's unstable. Right. But you know, from the outside, they they've I mean you said maid, okay, so they're obviously very well off. So you've you've got a maid, you can you just flew your therapist in wherever the hell you live in the country yeah. or the world and you're breaking down and then the next what Monday you had a board meeting and you're talking about stock options or something and sure. and you literally just I don't know like maybe we're thinking about taking your own life or whatever like sure. I, I think that we need to be more aware that you know some of these individuals that I mean yes it's nice to have money it's nice to run all these big companies but they have a lot of pressure on them as well so it doesn't matter what socioeconomic class you're in no everybody has their shit you don't have to be a C level executive or a company owner you can be anyone and, and dealing with this, yeah, but they, I mean, if you if you don't have anybody to talk to, oftentimes you want to protect your family. And so I have husbands or wives that laugh at me all the time, and they say, "I just told them that yesterday," and then Todd can come in and say, "You know, hey, you need to get off your ass and you need to do this," and they just immediately listen to you. But you're a professional. So, I mean, I, I get the same and, thing. And on the outside of the loop. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, you don't know all, you know, all of their you know, kids and you know, their, their wife and their family. Yes. And so, you, you're disassociated from all of that stuff. So, I think, think that you know, people 
yes, you know, somebody close to you can tell you to do something or work out or eat better or get some more sleep. But when somebody that actually has the initials behind their name, there's a professional only there specifically for your well-being yes. and there's not any other agenda there. You know, I think a lot of people will take that professional opinion, you know, over their loved ones. And, and they oftentimes will. And that's one thing that I've done is I've taken kind of my, I am a licensed therapist, but I don't really market myself that way. I market myself as a wellness or life enhancement specialist because I could go in and we aren't always talking about therapy necessarily. Yeah. Sometimes it can be life and sometimes I do get to know their you know, their husband or wife quite well. Yeah. In fact, I toured with a guy from American Idol for about three years. And I knew his his parents, his grandparents, now his wife. And we joked about it because the, the grandmother would uh, fix my favorite meal and not even ask him <laughs> what he wanted because I was helping right. him. And so they liked me being there. Well, you know, so, you you, were, you might have been more important than well, anybody else. I, 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 I joked with him about that and yeah. said, you know, obviously I'm the one that mattered. So, so anyway, but I ended up being the best man at his wedding. Really? So you get in my industry. I've gotten to be very close with these individuals, but yeah, I can come in and say something and it's listened to, mm -hmm. and something that they've heard for a lifetime. They they just dismiss it. That's powerful because you know most therapists you're 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 not going to get to know them and, and they're no. not going to become you your can't. friends. Yeah, and you yeah. you can and then you don't you probably don't want to because no. you just you just told them some shit. You're like oh, well, yeah. wow, you, you like your husband, wife, you know, brother, sister, cousin, whatever. They probably don't want like oh, I don't. I just told them a bunch of stuff about this person. I, yeah. I don't. I don't want them around. What if they slip? Then for you, that's why this is so unique. I mean, you're literally talking people off the ledge sometimes. Yeah. Well, if anybody's ever watched the show Billions, the Wendy Rose, the yeah. therapist that's on there, yeah. I was doing this probably about 10 years before that show came out. But, you know, a lot of my friends are saying, you're you're kind of Wendy Rose, aren't you? But she's going into a large corporation dealing with all their C-level executives. Yeah. But she's an employee of the organization as opposed to just the individuals. But I kind of do that for just one individual. Axe Capital. Yeah. Exactly. I've seen yeah. Show again. yeah, you look like a Wendy. Do you? Thank you. Thank you, man. So I feel, the, I feel, I feel the love. I feel the love. <laughs> Why? Oh, okay, yeah. Wendy. I want, I want, I want Todd. I want to call you Wendy. So you anymore. got a good stab. Yeah, that's that's going to be my nickname with you, with you for the rest of the time. That that that, that had to. I, you know, you set that up on a tee and it was a uh, beach did. ball. It is right I, there. I haven't swung, swung a club or a hockey stick in a while, but I, you know, I I just hit that one. Uh -huh, thanks. Uh, three three hundred yards down the center. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you know for. What are some good tactics for, tactics for people? Obviously, you're not cheap. It's going to be expensive to hire somebody that's you know enhancing your life 24 hours a day for several months on end. Sure. If people are listening and they're struggling out there right now and, and they can't even afford you know a regular therapist or they don't have insurance, yeah. You know what are some good tactics? You know, I think I would get online and maybe you you do have some insurance that you could go through. You know your company's provider list, right. something like that. That's a possibility. But there are also these online services like BetterHelp and there's even a teen counseling online app mm -hmm. now. So, But there's there's numerous ones that have been around probably for 
probably the last five to seven, maybe 10 years. And they're becoming more and more popular, but they're mostly cash-based. But you may pay, I don't know, 20 to $40 a week, something like that. Mm-hmm. But even if you're paying a couple hundred bucks a month, that's not a huge investment right. for a therapy session once a week. Now, you're not seeing them face-to-face, but you may be doing a video call with them. So it's almost the same. Yeah. Uh, so that's affordable. It's not – you don't have to be a multimillionaire. You don't have to be the CEO of a company to even have my services really because I do some work, a video or by telephone, but I am generally available to them 24-7, which my friends say that I'm insane for doing that. But you know, I was on a call just last night at 12.30 in the morning and it was somebody that was overseas and they were – they needed to talk. So – Wait, so you do sleep at all? I do sleep sometimes, yeah. <laughs> so you're just sitting, you got your phone on all the time and it rings, you just wake up and go. I, I generally tell them ahead of time if they need me. And a lot of my clients travel internationally, so that's that's not incredibly uncommon for it to be the middle of their day, but it may be one o'clock in the morning for me. But I, I will do some healthy things. I'll go for a training session or I'll go for, you know, take a nap in the middle of the day, take a 20 or 30 minute power nap and just survive. So, but I only take a certain number of clients a year right. too. So, that's... And how, how does that wear on you? I mean, you're, you, I think that's this is something that's really intrigued me with, with therapists. I mean, you're yeah. hearing everybody's problems sure. all the time. That's got to be draining. It can be, but I truly love what I do so much yeah. that I don't know. It's, it's fun. For me, it really is fun. Now, if there's maybe two or three clients in a day, for some reason, right around the full moon time of year, last week or maybe a couple of weeks ago now, I got a call from every single one of my clients in one day. Now, wow. that that was an intense <laughs> day and I was a little bit worn out. So, I tried to take the next day off. Yeah, the werewolves are coming out. Yeah, yeah. It was wild that day. Even some people that I hadn't talked to in several months, but you know, they're still kind of on retainer. So, really, but every single person called that day. The werewolves were coming out. They were growing teeth. They, they were. They, they were yeah, all they freaking were out. They were wicked that day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, but wow. I was like, "Holy cow! I haven't heard from you." And of course, I can't. You know, let on that whenever I talk to them, it needs to be like you know, I'm full energy and uh-huh. yeah. So, so you you so I mean. It, not really coming up with fake energy, but yeah, you 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 have to be there for individuals if, if you're not having a good day. Yeah. And somebody calls up, and you know, if I don't want to hear somebody's crap, like I, I can just kind of check out a little bit. But yeah. for for you, you have to be on point all the time. Yeah, you have to really listen, especially if I'm offsite. I have to be listening to their voice tone. I have to be listening to the pauses. I was talking to a client face to face actually the other day, and they. We were in a normal conversation kind of like this and then they paused and kind of looked down and looked away, but then they came right back to the conversation Hmm. and were full energy again. So about 15 minutes later, I said, you know, what was that moment about 15 minutes ago? Of course, they knew exactly what I was talking about and that took them all the way down another path of family and so we obviously that opened a brand new discussion. And Interesting. So, so you're looking at nonverbal cues. You're looking at a lot of things to see, you know, yeah. exactly what's going on. Listening and, and and watching. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I mean, sometimes I'll I'll be talking and then I'll, I'll be listening to someone, and thirty seconds later, I come back uh-huh. and I don't know where the hell I was. Yeah, but then I'm right back in that conversation. I don't know what happened. Uh-huh. Right. What, what is that? <laughs> that is well. I mean, your your mind obviously is being pulled with stressors. It's usually stressors right. because you could grief. I mean, look at all the things that you've got that you're juggling. Yeah, right just a little bit. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're on, you know, 70 shows a week and, you know, why not? And you're training a few people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, whatever we have so much going on in our lives, like these executives do, mm-hmm. uh, oftentimes, or the sports stars or the, the actors, you know, that I work with. I mean, all those people, they're juggling, you know, a thousand things. And that's, it's normal to, to just disconnect. And, and what can you do, you know, when, when life essentially is compiling and compiling, compiling, you start yeah. and you're burning the candle at, at yeah. both ends and you feel like you're just never going to get out, but you, you, you have to do X, Y, and Z. You made all these commitments and yeah. eventually something's got to give. Well, it's certainly that happens a lot. And what you could do with those elements is you could take seriously a one to five minute break. Even if if you could just change your setting, if you're in the middle of a boardroom or if you're in the middle of an office or if you're on set filming a, a show, you say, you got to give me five minutes. Now, that's not going to change the whole path of the company or the show or anything like that, but you completely change your presence. You go for a walk, you can change all, you just have to change your setting. And so, during that five minutes, what... What do you do? The breathing tactics? You sure. just, you just you focus on something else, focus on nothing. I mean, if, if that's possible. Right. Sometimes it is breathing tactics and sometimes it really is just making yourself focus on something else. And one thing I, I oftentimes encourage is, is to think about that moment or call me, mm-hmm. you know, for that few minutes. Yeah. And sometimes I will decompress with somebody or help them come down off of that intense, almost crunching your jaw moment and we get de-stressed sometimes within just a few minutes and then I say, okay, now I want you to walk around the block and then come back in as a completely different mindset and person. I said, if you could only perform uh, on set or if you're in a company meeting, if you could only perform for an hour and you need to step out again, then call me again. I mean, those are some of the things that can truly change it. And it could be going and getting a smoothie. It could be going and getting your favorite Starbucks or whatever. And that takes five to 15 minutes, but it completely changes the path of your day. So maybe put your phone down, step away yeah. from work, wherever you're at. If you're running a meeting, yeah. maybe you, you schedule that in there. Yeah. Okay. So we've, we've got, we've got a three hour long conference call, but you know, every 45 minutes we're taking a 15 minute break or whatever. So you can just completely check out from there. Yeah. And that could be a, a yoga movement. That could be a breathing exercise like you were saying a minute ago. That could truly be something as simple as that. And that's how they survive. That's really because it is constant, constant stress. Yeah. I mean, the director of this show, whenever I walked in, <laughs> they were working like crazy on their computer while they're directing this show. Yeah. He's got a lot going on too. Yeah. He's does. He does. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't say anything in my ear right now. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't say anything too. So. You know, I, I think that, you know, we all get caught in those and we've got a lot of stuff going on. And I think recognizing that yeah. is key. I know me, I've 
been trying to focus on my intention a lot recently. You know, essentially, I've, I've got this podcast and training X amount of people, and yes, doing the TV and then flying to New York once a month. And I have all of these things that are happening at the same time. I have a wife and a son. Uh, you have a family, you know, yeah. I, and I and 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 something essentially has to give. And and the scariest thing for me is not getting that quality time with both of them and not making them proud. Right. You know, like I, I really, that's what my intention always has to be. And then I get, I get caught up in all of these things and all this bullshit essentially. Yes. And then I'll get upset or I'll snap on my wife or any of my other family. And I'm like, what in the hell am I doing here? You know, yes. is all of this worth it? And at the same time, I'm like, well, it all has to be worth it because I got I to pay the bills. And, you know, we, we've got this big mortgage and we live in Chicago, which is expensive. And it starts com compiling and compiling and compiling. Like, is my son going to recognize who I am? You know, later on, I'm going to New York for three days. And it, and it just, it becomes drowning. Well, it can I, become I, almost a panic attack. Exactly. I, mean, I can't breathe. Yeah. Yeah. They could do that very, very quickly. But even just knowing, even some of these uh, online programs, you could call somebody or text somebody, even just a text can sometimes change that presence because you're changing your thought process and breaking that panic zone. Yeah. And But yeah, I mean, it can be because then you start attacking yourself and many times that could, obviously, when it comes down to the therapy side of things, that could go all the way back to your parental or not parental days, but when you were, you know, a kid. Yeah, yeah. And some of the things where you were trying to perform all the time for right. your mom or your dad right. and it was never good enough. Yeah. Or, you know, all those kinds of things. And or your coach or your whoever it might have been. Right. And so then you you bring all of that up. So you not only have the immediate moment, you've got all your past too. And you it just compiles and it just caves in. So being able to step away from that for just a few seconds and say, okay, I've got to get this under control. What is the immediate task that has to be done? Do I have to just drive somewhere to get somewhere? If that's the immediate task, then what do I do next? What's going to get me back home to take care of my wife and kids? Or if you have, if you're traveling six days a week and you have one day, Maybe you have a half a day with them and a half a day where you're just catching up or maybe even decompressing or maybe even going out for a run yourself. Right, right. You've got to do something for yourself to be able to stay strong for them. And But if that's the case during this incredibly insane time, that has to be a balance that they say, we're, we're up for this. Thanks for being honest with all the stuff that you're really dealing with. That's how you cope I yes guess. Yeah, so. I mean you hit a spot on I, I I think the times when you know I can, I'm only speaking for myself here and, and that when I'm as honest as possible with my intention and what's going on in my life and you know if I if I go up and you know I've got a day where I call up my wife and say hey honey I'm having a bad day it's one of those days that depression is really bad today uh -huh. and anything that happens after now like it's not your fault you know why I'm upset or why I'm you know, having these thoughts and I know I've got this amazing family, that doesn't give it give me an excuse to be an ass. No. Granted, no. like I'm not the easiest to live with. And Maria Honey, like I know if you're listening, like I'm a dick quite often. And I'm aware of that. I, I I am and I try to work on myself and do all these sorts of things. But if I'm honest with her ahead of time, she is able to 
you know, absorb that yes. much better. And I think that's a good tip for any listener out there. Just, just being as honest as possible. Obviously, like we can't all be a hundred percent honest because you know, we've got some messed up thoughts in our head. I, you know, I can imagine, but I always worry about like, am I going to be good enough? Am I, why am I getting these opportunities and somebody isn't? And, and that thought of essentially not being good enough and not accomplishing enough and always trying to set these things up, it does get overwhelming. And I think taking those moments where before I used to just kind of get up and, you know, just walk out and not, you know, get, not give any reason why, but I think, you know, saying, Hey, I need, I, I need to take a moment, you know, for myself. I need to take a moment for my family. I think that makes a lot of sense. But, but when you just walk aware, away, that's a great point that mm-hmm. you just made. When you just walk away, that's dismissing them and they right. don't get any credit already even acknowledgement of their emotions. So if you just give that 30 second or 10 second description, it's a really, really rough day. It feels like crap right now. I can't see my way out right now. So whatever I'm saying, whatever I do, just bear with me for half a day. And because good grief, look at you. You have to be on for everyone. When you're doing these TV appearances and things like that, or you're trading some of these leaders, you can't say, you know, it's just a really rough day. It's just, you know, I don't feel good today. You know, I really, I don't really want to be here for you. No. And if you're a corporate executive, nobody gets to know that, that dark side of you. And I mean, there's a, a guy that I've worked with that, you know, he's leading three different companies. And it's one of those things that he doesn't know how to juggle it, but it's it's one of those things that he he has to, and he has to be on. It's almost like he's a politician kind of thing. He is on, but then when he steps away from that office, he is this paranoid little bitty kid, and it almost is like he's a, a five-year-old again, whatever we're talking, and just terrified at the world and what's getting ready to happen. Yeah, so I, I really feel like we're we're all okay. we're all just large children, right? We, we we're, of, yeah. Whatever happened, you know, in our lives as a kid, it sticks with us. Sure, it does. Uh, and being aware of that is huge. I mean, you know, essentially, like it's never going to go away. But but you could walk through it, walk through that, and, and yeah. that's huge. And I, I think that's incredibly unique with what you're doing and being with people twenty four hours a day. You know, and giving those resources for individuals, whether it's texting or some sort of app. Where do you feel therapy is going right now? Where, where do you feel like the future will be? I think it's going to be, I think it's just a, a trend, not, not even a trend now. I think it's just accepted now. I mean, look at the baby boomers years ago. It was seen as, you know, there is something deathly wrong with you if you have to go to a therapist. You just, you just suck it up and do it. Nobody's ever had to go to therapy in our family, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And then there's kind of the Gen X, which is more our age, I guess. You're probably Gen Z, but I think I'm the oldest millennial I'm a possible. little older than you, yeah. but still. Now it's just absolutely, it's norm. It, it's actually almost if you don't have a therapist or somebody on your team to work with you, it's almost like you're, you should. So, yeah. so it is, it's taking, I think it's taking this turn and I think what we're talking about today is a very unique, I think it's going to survive really. 
Todd, thank you so much. Now, if any of you listening are, are struggling out there and you don't think that you can afford a therapist 365 days a week, 24 hours a day, <laughs> Todd gave a lot of options. I'm going to link it in the show notes. If you want to contact Todd personally at Instagram, Todd, T-O-D-D dot Puckett, P-U-C-K-E-T-T dot life, uh, Todd at Eclat, E-C-L-A-T 365.com and Eclat 365.com. I'm Joey Thurman. Take care of your mental health. Is this the fad or is this the future? I'm not here to tell you. I know what I think. To your health, take care. Thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure to follow on social at Fad or Future Podcast. You can follow me at Joey Thurman Fit. Don't be a fatty. Merchandise is available. Hoodies, hats, t-shirts, and beanies at fatorfuture.com. And make sure to check back next week. We've got a good episode for you. 